Thank you for joining us for another episode of Google Cloud Reader, where we give a voice to Google's tech blogs. I'm AGV, and today we'll be reading about what's deep learning and how fully convolutional networks work, and how they can help detect deforestation in supply chains or other environmental use cases. This blog post was originally written by myself in November 2022. Now let's get started. Intro to Deep Learning to Track Deforestation in Supply Chains In my experience, I have observed that it's common in machine learning to surrender to the process of experimenting with many different algorithms in a trial-and-error fashion until you get the desired result. My peers and I at Google have a People and Planet AI YouTube series where we talk about how to train and host a model for environmental purposes using Google Cloud and Google Earth Engine. Our focus is inspiring people to use deep learning, and if we could rename the series, we would call it AI for Minimalists, since we would recommend artificial neural networks for most of our use cases. And so in this episode, we give an overview of how you can use deep learning for tracking deforestation in supply chains and what deep learning is. I also included a summary of the architecture and products you can use in a blog I presented at the 2022 Geo for Good Summit, linked in the description. And for those of you interested in diving in even deeper into code, please also visit our end-to-end -end sample. Table of content of what's included in this article. 1. What is deep learning? 2. Measuring deforestation in extractive supply chains with ML. 3. When to build a custom model outside of Earth Engine. 4. How to build a model with Google Cloud and Earth Engine. And 5. Try it out. So let's explore these topics further. What is deep learning? Out of the many ML algorithms out there, I'm happy to share that deep learning or artificial neural networks is a technique that can be used for almost any supervised learning job. In supervised learning, you tell a computer the right answers to look for, through examples. Deep learning is very flexible and is a great go-to algorithm, especially for images, audio, or video files, which are types of multidimensional data. This is because each of these data types have one or more dimensions with specific values for each point. And training a model to classify tree species using satellite images is kind of like an image segmentation problem, where every pixel in the image is classified. A quote from my peer David Cavazos, deep learning approaches problems differently. He mentions this because there's no writing a function with explicit and sequential steps that reviews every single pixel one by one for every image, as traditional software development does. Let's say you wish to build a model that classifies tree species. You don't spend time coding all the instructions, but instead give a computer examples of images with tree species labels and let it learn from these examples. And when you want to add more species, it's as simple as adding new images of that species to retrain the model. Measuring deforestation in extractive supply chains with ML. So let's say we would like to measure deforestation using deep learning. To get started with building a model, 
we first need a dataset that includes satellite images with an even amount of labels marking where there are trees and where there aren't. Next, we choose a goal. In our case, we simply want to know if there are trees or not for every pixel, and so this would be a binary semantic segmentation problem. And based on this goal, we expect the outputs to be the percentage of trees for every pixel as a number between 0 and 1. 0 represents no trees, and 1 represents a high confidence there are trees. But how do we go from input images into probabilities of trees? Well, think about it this way. There are many ways to approach this problem. There are three common ways of doing so that I can think of right now with neural networks. I and my peers usually prefer fully convolutional networks when building a map with ML predictions. And since a model is a collection of interconnected layers, we must come up with an arrangement of layers that transforms our data inputs based on our desired outputs. Each layer, by the way, has something called an activation function, which performs the transformations of each layer before it passes them to the next layer. And FYI, in the blog, we included a handy-dandy table with our recommended activation and loss functions to choose from based on your goal. We hope this saves you time. We then reach the fourth and last layer. Depending on our goals at the beginning, we also choose an appropriate loss function that helps us score how well the model did during training. After choosing layers and functions, you will split your data into training and validation datasets. Just remember that all of this work is about experimenting repeatedly until you reach desired results. Our eight-minute episode gives this overview more in detail. When to build a custom model outside of Earth Engine. So now that we covered what is deep learning, the next step is understanding which tools to use to build our deforestation model. For starters, it's important to call out that Google Earth Engine is a wonderful tool that helps organizations of all sizes find insights about changes on the planet in order to make a climate positive impact. It has built-in machine learning algorithms called classifiers that let users quickly spin them up with just a basic machine learning background. This is a fantastic place to start when using ML on geospatial data. However, there are multiple situations where you will want to opt to build a custom model such as you want to use a popular ML library such as TensorFlow Keras, or you wish to build a state-of-the-art model to build a global and accurate land cover map product such as Google's Dynamic World, or because you generally have too much data to process that you can't execute it in just one task in Earth Engine, and are even trying to figure out some hacky way to export your data. And so whenever you identify with any of these options, you will want to roll up your sleeves and dive into building a custom model, which requires expertise and, of course, working with multiple products. But I have good news. Using deep learning is a great go-to algorithm. How to build a model with Google Cloud and Earth Engine. To get started, you will need an account with Google Earth Engine, which is free for non-commercial entities, and a Google Cloud account, which has a free tier if you're just getting started for all users. I have broken up the products you would use by function in an image in the blog. 
If you are interested in looking deeper into this overview as well, visit our linked slides starting from slide 53 and read the speaker notes. Our code sample also walks through how to integrate with all of these products end-to-end. But as a quick visual, the main place to start is to identify which are the inputs and which are the outputs. In our latest episode for People Planet AI YouTube series, we walk through how to train a model and then host it in a relatively inexpensive web hosting platform called CloudRun in episodes of less than 10 minutes. There are a few options presented in the slides I mentioned. However, the current best practice is to train a model using Vertex AI, which is the recommended ML platform. Although Google Earth Engine is currently not integrated with Vertex AI, but we are working on this, it is the older ML predecessor called Cloud AI Platform that you use currently. As such, if you would like to import your model for detecting deforestation back into Earth Engine after training it in Vertex AI, for example, you can host the model in Cloud AI Platform and get predictions. Just note that it's a 24-hour paid service, and so it can cost upwards of $100 or more a month to host your model to stream predictions. It also currently supports other model-building platforms if you don't wish to use TensorFlow. A cheaper alternative, but without the convenience AI platform offers, is to manually translate the model's output, which is NumPy arrays, into cloud-optimized GeoTIFFs, in order to load it back into Earth Engine using Cloud Run. Within this web service, you would store the NumPy arrays into a cloud storage bucket, then spin up a container image with Jadal, which is an open source geospatial library, in order to convert them into cloud-optimized GeoTIFF files into cloud storage. This way, you can view predictions from your browser or Earth Engine. Trying it out. Well, my friends, this was a quick overview of what deep learning is and what cloud products you can use to solve meaningful environmental challenges like detecting deforestation in extractive supply chains. If you would like to try it out, check out our code sample linked below and in the blog. Thanks for listening and see you next time. 